eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into the Illini Inquirer podcast post-game edition. And for this top 10 showdown, Illinois comes out with a convincing Victory over Duke, 83-68. to 68. Welcome into another late-night edition of the Illini Choir podcast. We're getting used to these uh, prime time, I guess, after-dark uh, versions of Illinois basketball. But that tells you where you're at. And you got Jay Billis on the broadcast. Uh, I know some people don't like Jay and, and some of the stances he took late in the game. And Derek, maybe later we can talk about that. But Derek Piper, Illinois basketball just got a top-10 victory at Duke their biggest loss tied for their biggest non-conference loss in Cameron Indoor and Mike Shashevsky's 41 years there. And um, just, a, 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 I don't want to say they coasted, but it was kind of like a coast to victory. You were never that scared uh, that uh, this would get away from Illinois. I thought, Derek, it was a, a veteran team that looked more veteran and, and your freshman at times of the game looked better than Duke's five-star freshman. So just a convincing legitimizing victory for Illinois basketball. Yep. Convincing win really controlled most of the entire time. You get up 14 to two early in the game, you come out and throw the first couple of punches and uh, really liked the way Illinois obviously responded after the Baylor game and came out, like you said, against a young inexperienced Duke team prone to turnovers, some mistakes. And, and you are the the veteran, the experienced team, the team that brought back four starters and, and yeah, Adam Miller, was a big part of getting going early. And we can talk about Curbelo, how brilliant he continues to show that his playmaking skills are. He doesn't need to clean up some turnovers still, but um, that was a balanced effort. I really liked the way that Illinois got, you know, six guys in double figures, seemed to play off each other really, really well, uh, moved the ball and, and just had a full collective effort going. And defensively, we worried, I did, in terms of looking at the matchups and potentially what, Duke could have done to you at the four with Matthew Hurd or Jalen Johnson pulling Kofi away from the paint. Yeah. But I only did a really good job of, of forcing some guys into some tough shots, making them take threes. And uh, Duke, look, struggled offensively, struggled to make shots. But uh, Illinois goes in there and, and does what they're supposed to do and an opportunity to prove themselves further as a top 10 team. Uh, they did that tonight. Yeah, there was, another, there was another outcome, Derek, that if Illinois loses this game, all of a sudden you're thinking – is this a top 20 team? Is this a legitimate Big Ten title contender? And I, I kept coming back and my what it, what it means came out and I just said, how good is Baylor? 
right? Like how good are they um, that they really, you know, just needed a three minute, four minute stretch. And you could say 30 second stretch at one point uh, to kind of just get away from Illinois. But, you know, I, I still go back to that Baylor team is one of the best teams I've seen recently with how much veterans they have, uh, how much experience they have, and then then talent, of course, but they're just a tough, deep, physical team. Um, I, I think them and Gonzaga are on a tier of their own, and I, I think you saw tonight Illinois and Iowa legitimize themselves as contenders tonight. Iowa offensively is unbelievable. I think Illinois defensively showed a lot today, but um, they also showed that uh, they got one of the best players in America. And uh, Io DeSumo, I, I didn't feel too concerned uh, after the Baylor game because Baylor is just really good at what they do. That was a tough matchup for him. And I thought they just punked uh, some of the you know, Illini guys early in that game. But but Io was ridiculous tonight. I, I just don't want people to just uh, go at underappreciated just how good he's been. Only scored two points over the first 13 minutes, Derek, but I wrote it down from the 619 part of the first half to the end of the half where Illinois took a 10 point lead and and got to 14 points. I thought that was a really important stretch where your all American needs to show up. He had six points, five rebounds and two assists on Trent Frazier threes. And it was just every aspect of the game. Defensively, he was great career high, 12 rebounds. I think he's averaging nine rebounds per game uh, right now. He's leading the team in assists, had five assists to three turnovers tonight. Uh, he has improved his game in, in every aspect here, Derek. Didn't get a couple open threes to go, uh, but he was the best player on the court, and that's what you want your preseason All-American to do, and that's what you need to do uh, if you are a preseason All-American to get a top-10 win at Duke. And and that's a legacy game. That, that's one legacy game we expect of, of many this season for Iowa DeSumo. Yeah, that's winning basketball. That, that's the ability to – boost your team up and in multiple facets, whether you're getting on the glass. I think his effort there has been phenomenal. Uh, Being able to get other players involved and not really just rely your game on putting the ball in the hoop early on. I know that Illinois did a a really nice job of having other guys get going and not put too much pressure on Iowa. But like you said, finding Trent in the corner, um, leading some runouts and some fast breaks. He had Georgie on a sweet alley-oop and in transition and yeah, when your top guy gets going like that, it's pretty exciting. And just to, again, elevate those around him defensively, I thought he was really, really, really strong. And, and yeah, I think that we focus so much on, you know, shooting percentages or what he's doing from three, but just overall the way he's grown his total game has been pretty impressive. And uh, for him to come back and, and have a bounce back game like this on a national stage, I don't think it's too surprising, but it, it was definitely nice to see. Uh, let's talk about Georgie. What was the stat? The first time he's had double-digit points since when, Derek? You had that earlier. January, Big Ten play last year, Northwestern and Purdue. Yeah. 11, 11 points back-to-back against top 10 teams that I didn't necessarily think were great matchups for Georgie, but as this went along, uh, I thought he was tougher th- than the Duke guys. I thought he had more energy and confidence uh, than most of the Duke guys outside of Hurt. I think Hurt, when he was on the court, outside of foul trouble, was really effective, uh, as we expected, 19 points, seven rebounds. He- he's their veteran, right? He's a sophomore. Um or junior, I believe, sophomore, junior. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Georgie's been given the right energy, Derek, right? Like he's going to have some moments where he's a little out of control and he got blocked by the rim on one play. <laughs> but 
Um, 11 points. His passing was great tonight. I think he only, he only had one assist, but he had a couple of hockey assists too. And got to the free throw line, rebounded well. Um, you had that Georgie too, a Kofi who I thought was really effective defensively in the second half. Um, offensively still sloppy at times, but I think that's just him uh, at this point. Maybe he can get better, but I think that's who he's going to be. But defensively, I thought George, uh, Kofi was really good. That was a huge advantage uh, for most of the night in a game where Duke has some matchup issues for Illinois with Jalen Johnson, how athletic he is, Matthew Hurt, um, how he can stretch the floor. Uh, Williams is a huge guy, but was only there for seven minutes. Uh, Illinois had the advantage in, in the front court, I thought, most of the night because of those two guys. Really encouraging the way that Georgie's playing right now, the confidence that he has. Clearly, you don't see some of the the hesitation or just the the questioning himself that obviously that, was, that popped up later in the year as the struggle started to mount, but – I, you look at a play, I think he had a two and ones. I, he had a dunk um, on a, or maybe two dunks on alley oops. But uh, the bully ball, the ability to just one dribble into, I think, Jalen Johnson to finish for an and one. I mean, that, that shows that, that George is in a good place and, uh, and, and, you know, taking advantage of a freshman. And you're, yeah. you're the stronger veteran and uh, being able to ex- execute there. But the fact that we're not sitting here talking about, and really in the Baylor game, I know in the second half he had some breakdowns, but. Uh, defensively, Georgie's played pretty well uh, overall. Yeah. I think that's important because there's going to be some teams. This was one of them where the the four man's going to be taller and 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 maybe not the best matchup for Demonte. You'll see that here. In Minnesota, your first Big Ten games played Brandon Johnson at the four. He's six foot eight. You go around the league, so uh, to be able to have the ability to play Georgie and Kofi together, it, it's a good sign. And I thought both of them against Hurd against Jalen Johnson when Break Breakfield was in there did a pretty good job. Uh, Demonte Williams is now nine for thirteen from three. Now, um, just just a ridiculous sharpshooter, and he's doing everything defensively right now. The hustle plays, the grittiness. Uh, but I do want to highlight the freshman here, Derek. Uh, Adam Miller had nine points within the first ten minutes, I believe, with three threes. Helped Illinois get that twenty-four to ten lead uh, that they just held on to. I think it was. I think they had the. 10 double digit lead Derek for 30 plus minutes uh, in this game never got more than 19 but um, it, it was a, a convincing victory to hold that on and and to stave that off and, and Miller helped build that uh, but Curbelo is and, and Miller I want to say defensively is way better than I thought like Brad Brad Underwood hit that one on the head like I had some doubts of is he really to get that good defensively uh but he has been and then Curbelo I wrote the story and Brad gushed about him last Friday um you take the bad with the good right like he five turnovers is way too much but he's a freshman high usage player um there's some really bad moments in there but then there's just magical moments. That one where he split the double team. You had national NBA guys tweeting about that because it's just it's just different. It's just special the way he can probe uh, a defense. And in the half court, Derek, I think that's something they really need. It's something they lack without uh, Andres Felice, and it just really helps. Uh, I would assume we take the burden off of him. So there, those things you loved about him as a recruit, Derek, they are shining through here against teams like Duke and Baylor. Yeah, for those that got to see him uh, as a high school prospect, I know that he played sometimes on ESPN U last year. But uh, I mean, the the playmaking is just at a an incredible level for a freshman. Uh, just for someone to see the floor like that, to have that kind of pace, uh, clearly the change of direction. I know that sometimes he gets a little too sped up and shuffles the feet a little bit. Uh, I don't know if the refs are going to adjust to him as quickly as he'd like to, or uh, some of those are travels. He's got to be able to to clean some of that up. But uh, just the feel for the game, like driving right off of Kofi when Kofi's 
posting up in the lane and he creates that angle to just get that layup on the other side of the rim. It was a great play. And uh, when he's able to get past that first guy, which he does pretty effortlessly, the, the whole defense just breaks down. Uh, and the flash, I mean, it's I'm one thing to, to make. The- who's the last Big Ten player who did this kind of stuff? <sighs> you know, like there, there's a guy like – People love Geo Baker, and I I just don't understand it because Ron Harper is the best player on that team, and and Miles Johnson might be the second most important player on that team. But he has those flashes where it's like, hey, did you see Geo Baker go for thirty that night, and and that's what everyone remembers. People watch Illinois, and and they come away, they know Io, they know how big Kofi is, um, and they see a little bit of Ad Miller and go, oh, that kid's really good. But I think Ad, I, I think Andre Curbelo comes out everybody's favorite player on Illinois. And it's probably like Trent Frazier freshman year that, Oh my God, look at this kid going off. But, um, it's just, you don't see that a lot. You, you see guys shoot a lot. You just don't see a lot of people that are that magical, uh, with the ball in their hands that have that kind of feel. It's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. The spectacular play comes fairly natural to him. And that's pretty fun to see. I know that the, the line of fans would probably look back to Frank Williams, probably the, the last <laughs> time that they, really had someone that could just make that play time and again. I mean, look, Cassius was a fantastic distributor. I don't know if he tried to do a lot of the the fancy stuff all the time that Curbelo was doing, but I mean, I mean he had, he definitely had that to him. It's Lonzo-like, right? Like and that, yeah, that's, that's, that's the guy who's coming to mind is Lonzo just has this innate ability. Now, he's way longer, right? Um, I don't know if he's way more athletic, but he's just way longer. Um, and I think Carbello is a better shooter than him. But like that's that's kind of the feel that there's just not many guys that that have it. I think the Harris might be putting himself in the Lonzo, the ball family category as well. <laughs> and, and I don't know if it was Jay Billis because we have the same haircut now. But um, Illinois does have some great hair on, on this team. I mean, Io, uh, Carbello, Miller. Um, Hawkins, this is a, a Grandison. Uh, this <laughs> Frazier's got the who's the rapper? You, you got the rapper. Uh, I don't know. What, I forgot what? who he told me. Travis Scott. It's a Travis Scott. Uh, yeah. 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 See, I, I know a little bit. <laughs> I know a little bit of rapping <laughs> here. Uh, but they do have uh, all hair. Um, okay. How do we feel, uh, Derek? Just what's your biggest positive? Um that came came out of this game, other than just winning at Duke, as, as Brad Underwood said, it's still Cameron Indoor, it's still Duke, it's a big deal. I came way impressed, I mean, it's Io, so we knew it, but he was kind of just saying, yeah, it was a put-up or shut-up game, and, and we won, and he wasn't making it as big of a deal. I think that's a huge thing for Illinois, to have that guy, and he immediately said, Missouri's next, this game means a lot to them. Illinois is still going to be a top 10 team unless they lose to Missouri. But even if they do, they might be. Um, he knows that this is a big win, but we got to expect to win these games. And we got a game next that Missouri is playing really well. Like That's important because a younger team uh, might respond to this win in a, in, in a different way. I think it's a great point. Uh, to have him as your leader and to have experienced some highs like that, but to really know what the journey is like, ahead and, and what really what you're chasing. I think that that's a great thing to have to, to humble the guys who may feel, I mean, naturally you're going to be pumped up about going in and, and being clearly better than Duke on their home floor. I, uh, but yeah, to that point as well, just the fact that you're that much, you're a clear head above a Duke team that's top 10 and they're not as good right now as they probably will be down the road with their, with their freshmen developing. But uh, Illinois even could have, made that a bigger blowout with some turnovers that you clean up with some finishes inside that Kofi didn't 
necessarily uh, get done at, at a too high of a rate. So there's still another ceiling for this team to get to. And I think that's pretty exciting. And uh, to an earlier point that you made, Adam Miller's defense, I think just overall, the fact that he can be on the floor and to be that talented as a scoring option and not have guys looking at him to yeah. to put it on you early because they're watching Iowa, they're watching Kofi down the middle of the floor and he's getting good looks from the corner and that that's a great sweet spot for him. But he went at DJ Stewart early and I know that's one that he want, probably was taken personally and, and DJ had some early turnovers. So that was exciting for Atlanta fans to see I'll win that battle. His record against DJ is really good, by the way. He's won the last three. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. So he's, he's, uh, he's proven that uh, Mr. Basketball, maybe he did deserve it. Um, by the way, Adam Miller, uh, this tells you how much faith Brad Underwood has in his defense. He's third on the team in, in, uh, in minutes behind only Io and Trent, who I think besides DeMonte, those are the three top defenders on the team, right? So, um, you know, Trent – Huge shots tonight. I, I thought he actually uh, had some really good passes as well. Uh, the five turnovers this is really out of character for him, Derek, because defensively he's been really good. Um, you know, he'll, he'll get taken advantage of his size every once in a while. But what are you seeing with his turnovers? I think that's ten in the last two games. And remember, he went like set, I don't know how many minutes it was. It was like two hundred something minutes last Big Ten season without a turnover. Yeah, like you said, it's uncharacteristic. It's something that he can clean up. He is over dribbling a little bit. Uh, he's also getting a little panicked when ball pressure is coming at him and, and when they get someone up in his face or maybe uh, there was times against the full court press and even he turned one over against Baylor when they extended pressure as well. Just kind of kind of panicking a little bit uh, and, and he just has to be able to make a cleaner play or, or trust his his handles uh, to find the, the open guy. But uh, some over dribbling that he, he needs to clean up, uh, be a little bit stronger with the ball as well, but I mean, this is a guy that had a long stretch last year where he didn't have a turnover for I don't know how many games. Uh, so it's something that I think that he'll be able to fix. All right, when we come back, let's talk about a few areas that Illinois is showing flaws. Okay, it's not a perfect game. Had a chance to blow it open a little bit uh, and weren't able to do that. So let's talk about a, a few of the things uh, that, that might concern you moving forward uh, into a big game uh, against Missouri that we know is going to have a lot of emotion in it uh, that uh, you know is going to be possibly an even tougher game than what you had tonight. So we'll talk about that next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now 
and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I think turnovers remain the biggest, you know, problem concern area for this team, right? Um, let me look. I, I just looked it up uh, for my quick hits. Um, over the last three games, so against good opponents, right? And I think that's important. Um, the last three games, they a lot of opponents have 59 points off 46 Illinois turnovers. That's the only reason Duke was in this game. Um, I thought in the half court, Illinois' defense was great, uh, but they just kept turning the ball over. That kept them from scoring, and, and they could have put up 90-something tonight uh, with the way they were sharing the ball and, and, and hitting shots and getting the free-throw line. Uh, but th- that's that's a concern, Derek. What, what do you think the the main reason is? that is that chemistry or is that just being sloppy? It's a little of both. I, I think when you look at, again, like we we're talking about with Trent or even Andre Curbelo's turnover, some of that's just pure sloppiness or trying to do too much or, or trying to make the spectacular player being too sped up. Um, but there's also some chemistry. I thought that they did take a, a step forward clearly with their offensive chemistry, just again, the way that they shared the ball. But um, And it's early. You, you need to get back into game rhythm and, and you don't have the secret scrimmages, you don't have the exhibition games, you don't have some of those tune-up opportunities. So when you get into a, a really intense battle, and they had one even against Ohio, where I think that uh, that can put you in a situation to, to turn the ball over. So it's early in the year and, and something they need to clean up, obviously. And even Missouri squad that looked it up here, they turned you over 17 times last year, held you to season level 56. So uh, that's a team you're going to have to play some cleaner basketball against uh, and also a Big Ten play coming up. But uh, they do need to clean that up because it, it's something that other teams will either keep them in the game or, or just provide easy baskets for for teams that uh, either shouldn't be in the game against them or, or obviously in some those bigger matchups can can be the difference. I had a buddy text me, Derek, uh, Illinois grad, went to fraternity with me. He, he said, um, "Is Missouri better than Duke?" and you know, people were saying, oh, Duke would finish fifth or sixth in the Big Ten. I think they might finish fifth or sixth in the ACC just because it's a young team. I mean, this is what you get when you have so many freshmen. We're seeing it with Kentucky. I think both those teams will be good by the end of the year, and it's good that you got them now. Um, but I think Missouri is going to be a tougher team, right? Like, I don't think they're going to be as scared. Like, Duke looked scared at times today with what the onslaught Illinois put on them. They just weren't ready for that game. Uh, Missouri will be ready for this game. They have been the last two years far more ready than Illinois. So I, I think Saturday might be a tougher matchup just because it's a more veteran team. I mean, Mark Smith's a senior. Jeremiah Tillman's a senior. Drew Smith's an older guy. Uh, Xavier Pinson, this game means a lot to him because Illinois didn't offer him out of Chicago. Um this is going to be a brawl. And uh, I think Illinois, unlike the last couple of years, is far more ready for it. Yeah, they should be, for sure. But I, I agree with you. I think that – and it's easy to say now, but Missouri looks like a tougher matchup. And, and like you said, because they're more physically mature, they, they know what you bring to the table. They're familiar with each other. They have veteran guards uh, and obviously even a veteran big in Jeremiah Tillman. Uh, they have the – Bragging rights star and Javon Pickett, who shows up each and every time these tough two teams matchup, get together. Man. He's a tough matchup for him. Yeah, he's ready for, for dogfights, and he he's shown that. Uh, obviously, Missouri's taking this one personally. We'll see if Illinois is able to do that. But um, I even looked Ken Palm here, Missouri 11th in the country in experience. So they're, mm-hmm. they're an older team. They're a team that 
uh, is a little bit more on your level as far as veterans and, um, you know, what you're able to do as far as that. Yeah. Uh, it should be fun, man. This, this is great. Um, this is what you want. This is, you know, last week you get to find out who you are from Baylor and I think you were better for it. I think you're better prepared tonight for it. Io said that, uh, today, Andre Curbelo said that the other day, uh, and now you do it again. And now, now it's about consistency, uh, because you got to show up every night because, Missouri might not be a team that would finish top seven in the Big Ten, uh, but it could be a team like Maryland or Penn State. I mean, we see Penn State do what they did to Virginia Tech tonight. You got to show up every night. And well, I think the veterans know that it's Curbelo Miller, and Miller's playing like a veteran right now, so I'm not too concerned uh, about that. But um, this is fun, Derek. They just wanted to get Cameron Indoor and won. Like in one handily, like for Illini fans, man, drink up for a couple of days and then get ready for the next uh, slug fest. Party like it's 1995, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I was four years old back then. Uh, you, you probably weren't too old either, but uh, you'd really like to see some momentum get built going into the Big Ten chase. And I think that that's important here coming up the Bragging Rights game, a game that we all look forward to just knowing that how important both sides uh, take this game. And we is it too early to start talking about seeding and, and where you want to be positioned and everything? But I, I just think getting a win against Missouri, and I don't know how they're going to weight net rankings because normally on a road win against a team like Missouri is probably a quad one win, uh, especially if Missouri still pant levels out as far as being a, I don't know if they're a 50 or whatever it may be in the net and, and they, they're a tournament team. That's a good win. Uh, but yeah, just an opportunity to, to continue forward momentum and go in Big Ten play. And we talked about the first early stretch of Big Ten play being favorable. So starting to to stack it up and, and solidify yourself even more as, as one of those top players in the, in the country. Yeah. Where was Illinois Ken Palm before this game? Do you remember, Derek? It was 20 to 25, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think it was 24. Yeah, they're 14 after that win. I mean, that, that, that's what that kind of, I mean, Ken Palm usually weighs a little bit more of last year, right? And understandably so, leading in, you get a win like that over Duke. Duke is 11 still in the Ken Palm. Uh, and then Missouri would be a quad one victory. Again, I don't know how much the net will matter as much, but I think it should. With the, They're playing non-conference games, right? So uh, to get a quad one win like that, I, I think would be huge uh, for resume and I think we're saying, okay, comfortable. We can be comfortable now. This is going to be a, a Big Ten contender, right? Like this should be, barring health, uh, barring we continue the season through all this, like this should be a, a Big Ten contender. And and now it is about doing it night in and night out. So uh, fun win, man. Um, sad we couldn't be there, Derek. But no one – I was surprised Billis was even there. Like I don't think they've let hardly anybody uh, at Duke right now, which is understandable right now. Yeah, for sure. To get to acknowledge that point for sure. Um, but it, it's, it stinks. It stings a little bit. Uh, let's, let's be honest. Do they win with a crowd there? Cause there yeah, are moments, think, right? There, there are moments like Duke got it to 10 and that's where the crowd would have come in. And all of a sudden one of the Curbelo has a, a turnover. Hawkins had a couple moments tonight where he's like, that's a freshman playing on the road um, where maybe it could have, you know, snowballed a little bit, but it never did um, because, you know, it's just playing like in an AAU gym. Yeah, I don't know if the crowd were giving them 15 points uh, on the point spread or whatever it may be, but it would have been obviously a different a different task, a different challenge. Uh, I know that some fans going into this game were worried about how calls would go, go you know, being at Duke. And that, that IO charge was 
was brutal. You can't but, uh, be moving. Like, and I thought I saw, and, and I, I'm not trying to hate on Iowa. Uh, Garza got so many calls tonight. Like he, he was hooking people all over the place. And, and, uh, so home court, I still think matters when it comes to referees calling fouls. And I get it. It's a, it's a natural human thing, but, uh, you gotta be better than that. I thought both home courts, Duke and Iowa got some favorable calls tonight. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've seen Iowa, we've seen Garza in particular get away with being maybe the most physical guy in the Big Ten, but he tends to put fouls on people a little bit better than, than the other way around. But, uh, yeah, I mean, with the Cameron Crazies, if if Adam's in the corner there, would they have extended arms? Would they have grazed the, the tops of his hair? And when he, would, he, would he have been thrown off? I, I, don't, I don't know. It would have been different, but uh, – yeah. Next time, next time. Uh, by the way, <laughs> unless you're Purdue, what a night for the Big Ten. I mean, Purdue absolute collapse, had a 32-14 lead over Miami. Uh, but for the rest of the Big Ten, what a night. Uh, Iowa, of course, with its big victory, it made, what, 17 threes in that game. Offensively, Derek, they are uh, as good as anybody in the country, as good as Gonzaga, as, as good as Baylor, uh, maybe even better than Baylor offensively, because um, they can just rain threes. Uh, but I, I think the key to Iowa is one night they're not going to hit 17 threes and they're not very good defensively, especially in transition. And uh, there are other flaws, and not to say Illinois doesn't have any flaws if there are Iowa fans listening to this. Um, Illinois doesn't shoot like Iowa. Um, but also, if you put pressure on their guards, right, like you can, you can force them into – you know, some bad decisions and, and, you know, some bad half court sets, but once you like guards to get the ball, it's, it's, it's tough. Cause he's just so dang good. They are an absolute load offensively. Yeah. I mean, they can effortlessly score 80 and, and extend that far, uh, you know, obviously in the nineties and, and depending on the night and they hit 17 threes tonight. And I mean, you got Frederick, Bohannon. Frederick, Wieskamp, Garza, Bohannon, like yeah. that's, that's as good of a shooting team as there is. Yeah, Bohannon hit seven tonight, and he had struggled going into this game. But getting him going, we, we're we're all familiar with what he's capable of. Uh, and clearly, if you're not able to take away Gar, I mean, you're not going to take away Garza if you're if you're not able to to quiet him in any any capacity. Uh, that's pretty scary. But yeah, let's let's get to. I don't want to I don't want to rush this season by any means. But let, I'm excited for for that clash, Illinois Iowa. And just in case if, if I was not able to complete one of these non cons, let's. Let's get a rematch in there as well. Uh, Penn State crushes our boy Chester Frazier, number 15, Virginia Tech, 75-55. So I have no idea who Jim Ferry is, but he seems to be doing the Pat Chambers toughness thing uh, pretty well. And and Rutgers, I, how big of a win is this for them over Syracuse, 79-69? I know Rutgers is the ranked team, but amazing job uh, by Peichel, uh with building that program, Derek. Then our boy EJ Liddell. Man, if he were on Illinois, <laughs> mm. uh, it's the one piece they're missing. He had 19 points, 12 rebounds, the game winner uh, in that one. And uh, then Minnesota. I, I, Minnesota hasn't really beat anybody. Boston College is 1-4. They went to overtime, 85-80. They had an overtime game against Loyal Marymount and the, the mullet man. Um, but still, <laughs> that, that's a victory. And Marcus Carr is, is definitely a problem, and, and they got some talent. So it just shows, Derek, that the Big Ten is the deepest, best conference in the country. It is it is clearly supreme, and nice nice win for Rutgers, especially without Geo Baker. Uh, that that is a big win, big feather in their cap. I mean, I, we'll see how good Syracuse ultimately is. Alan Griffin had a nice night for them, uh, but Ron Harper gives them twenty six for Rutgers, and and I know that you're always beating the drum for for Ron Harper getting more respect, and I, I'm here for it as well. 
Uh, EJ Liddell, um, we'll see what Ohio State, if they have have enough because they lost so many pieces from last year. Uh, Dwayne Washington's back, but they need some of those newcomers. It'll be Seth, Seth Towns to be able to step up. Uh, but just maybe on the EJ point, I know fans maybe get tired of hearing his name or, or want to move on from him, but if you're a top player in the state or, or you're in particular in the state, I would say this is a game, and we can talk about how good is Duke and everything, but you were tuned in probably to this game. You had ESPN on, and you win a game like this if you're Illinois. Everybody in the country knows about it. So yeah. this is a, a really nice statement win, one that everyone clearly would be paying attention to. And it shows that when Illinois is fighting, the, are we on that level against the Duke? Are we on that level even against some teams in their conference? Uh, this is an important time for you really to step up and take that next step. Great point to turn it into recruiting there, Derek, because these are yeah. statements. Um, and, and with, you know, their struggles in recruiting, if you want to, you know, take a swing late in this process on whoever's available, uh, you got a chance or the transfer market, right? Like I can go to Illinois, help replace Trent Frazier if Trent Frazier moves on, right? Um, help replace Io DeSumo, and I see where I can fit in with Curbelo. Man, I want to play with that guy. Or Adam Miller, that guy's a pro. Let me go play with him and maybe another year Kofi. Like, yeah, that, that can be a national title contender and get that that prime uh, spotlight just like they did. Uh, Alan Griffin, 18 shots tonight. He's getting them up, man. 20 points, but uh, he's, he's getting them up there, so I understand it. Yeah, I don't think you're getting those clips up here same way as Illinois. But um, talented player, talent, talented yeah. guy. He, you'll you'll miss him some, but I don't think he would have defended the way that, that Adam did tonight. No, uh, Adam has definitely been an upgrade there, and he's been as good of a shooter so far. Um, you know, had a 0 for 10 stretch going into this game and then just makes three in a row. So, you know, he ain't going to be down long. All right, Derek Piper, great job, man. Uh, it's now December 9th, and it's now Wednesday, so I'll, I'll bid you adieu, and uh, we'll talk to you next time, man. Sounds great, man. Let's talk some bragging rights coming up soon. Great stuff, as always, from Derek Piper. Man, did you enjoy that one, Illini fans? It was cool. It was cool. It's been a long time since Illinois had a non-conference victory like that on a national stage like that. Um, I don't know how Duke, how good Duke is. Um, but they're, they're Duke. There's five stars up and down that roster and Illinois just demolished them. Never trailed, never trailed in that game. As I said, you're up 30 plus minutes. I think I, that's not exact math, but you're about three quarters of the game. Uh, you were up by double digits. That's impressive. No matter how young Duke is at this point, Illinois did that to Duke with all those five stars in the roster. That's uh, that's what we thought, and it was great for I would assume would basically say, hey, we expect this kind of stuff. Um, that's that's how you know Illinois. You know, if these aren't that big of a deal moving forward, I mean, they're big deals every year to to win games like this, to win a Big Ten ACC challenge, to get a top ten victory. But you could get used to this, right? You were at one point. Uh, you could certainly get used to it again. All right, I'm about to get to work on my player grades. Have that up for you by the time you probably wake up uh, and listen to this. We'll have all the breakdowns of our player grades. Derek will have a column as well. Check out our quick hits. Uh, we'll have the press conferences up as well, as always, at Illini Inquirer. And now that it's – I just figured this out. Now that it's Thursday – or not Thursday, Wednesday. Get my day straight here. Um, you can take advantage of a great deal in Illini Inquirer. They just sprung this up on me. We had a big sale last week. But uh, if you want to hop in and get the best uh, Illini basketball coverage there is, uh, 
premium subscriptions now 60% off. It's our signing day special, but if you're on that basketball fans, take advantage of the deal. And yeah, signing day is happening with football, and of course we'll cover with what happens with football in the next couple weeks, uh, but signing day is next Wednesday, and we'll have uh, a bunch of content for that. I just uh, talked to had a few interviews today uh, for some stories I'm working on, and I uh, got my signing day spotlights done as well, breaking down all the Illini football commits and likely signees coming up next week. So 60% off, it's more than $60 off an entire year subscription. Take advantage of it. Um, I don't know how many more times we're going to have deals like this the rest of the year. So good opportunity to do that now at IlliniInquire.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you don't already, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, wherever you get podcasts. Everybody have a great day. I know you had a great night. Have a great day ahead. Should be fun uh, leading up into the Missouri game. And then you get bragging rights, getting to the Big Ten play at 6-1, and one, going up against Minnesota and Penn State, I believe the first two games. Chance for Illinois to really start building this thing up. And as Derek said, stacking wins. All right, but everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.